You're listening to the Back Row Jet Show, part of the Back Row Network. Donald trying to extend his drive, throws off his back foot off balance, and he somehow finds Crowder. Tyson Tim has deflected and picked up Mosey. He'll take it in. It's a pick shot. Jones has it taken away by Jamal Adams, and he is in for a catch touchdown. Reverses all over the place, and the catch is made by Anderson. Now your hosts, Tom Tuttle and John Eddie Jr. Wow. Uh, I, I, we have the same intro every time, but for some reason that really got me excited. <laughs> I just, I want, I want football back. Or, wow. I'm almost, we already did fantasy fuel. This is the back row jet show, but man, I, them highlights, they just make me excited. I don't know about you, but I can't wait for football. Yeah, just to hear the crowd get yeah. just louder and more excited during a, a good chunk uh, gained play is is something that I crave. I mean, usually there's the highlights during baseball season. It'll get me through. And some of the basketball stuff in the finals, like, oh, okay, that was awesome to watch. We haven't had any of that. So now you it know. makes me want it even more to get back in there. I like, I want to see just some practices with, you know, (laughs) fans six feet apart, wearing their masks outside the fences, just like in this nice little grid style format, just everybody watching, but you'll be able to hear them. And that would be enough for me. (laughs) Yeah. um, Just to see, like you said, see practices, see the third stringers out there, the second stringers, the backups. It does just, I want to, and speaking of backups, let's go right into this. But uh, Joe Flacco has now agreed to a contract for the New York Jets. And I personally think this is one of the most perfect backup signings you can have as a quarterback. I mean, the guy has Super Bowl experience. He's won games. <laughs> That's probably the biggest one now. Yep. Uh, he's had success. He is not the f- He's not the first guy I think of when I'm thinking of a great quarterback. I've never thought that about Joe Flacco. I've made that plenty yep. clear on Fantasy Fuel plenty of times. But as far as a backup quarterback goes, this is a perfect spot for him. And I absolutely am 100% down with this. I mean, if Darnold goes down for whatever it is, mono or whatever, <laughs> I really, really, really like Joe Flacco, he he can actually win some games. One or two games is all we need if he goes down for a a little bit of a time. And if it's a significant injury, if if Darnold goes down for maybe six weeks, Flacco could still possibly win three of those games. That's pretty much all I want in my backup quarterback, the ability to give us success. And I absolutely love this. I'm glad we actually have a legitimate backup quarterback for Sam Darnold. And just think about it. Last year, if you'd have had... Joe Flacco for those first few games, there would have been at least a chance to win one or two of them. At least we wouldn't have had these terrible, just not even close dump off passes that are hitting the ground or getting overthrown. It, it would have been at least something to consider. And now if Joe Flacco comes back healthy because he did have a surgery in the off season and he might not be ready until, you know, late August, but we don't, 
hopefully need Joe Flacco for anything. But if he's ready to go, then, you know, it, it makes you feel that much better. You know, me being the Eagles fan that I am, he we know about backup quarterbacks. And, oh, yes, we do. And uh, we had a good one. And it got us to a Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl. So, yeah. And Joe Flacco's already done that. So yeah. maybe he does that again as a quarterback. And before we move on, I just wanted to point out that just like the 2018 Ravens, the Jets now have Joe Flacco and Lamar Jackson on the team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I didn't even think about that. That is absolutely perfect. I, I miss, I wish we actually had the other Lamar Jackson, but I like the cornerback as well. It sounds like he's going to be something. I mean, he wasn't even drafted. So we got apparently one of the best, uh, well, they say undrafted free agents out there. So right. I'm happy with Lamar Jackson as the cornerback, not the quarterback. So please don't get that confused. But yeah, I think Joe Flacco is going to be great. Um, another rumor that's out there right now, and Joe Flacco is not a rumor that actually happened. But Jamal Adams, uh, the trade rumors to the Cowboys <laughs> right now, I have to address. It's just, this is so stupid to me. Mm-hmm. One, of, one of the rumors that I saw was that we would trade Jamal Adams, along with Sam Darnold, and we'll be getting some kind of package back with Dak Prescott. And I'm just like, get out of town. That is stupid. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. And that, you know what that was from? That wasn't from a Jets rumor thing. That was from a Cowboys rumor thing. And I'm just like, you are dreaming it. You this we're not gonna give that up. And if if we gave that up to get Dak Prescott in return, I'm sorry. I, I don't even know if I could watch it. I could, I'd just be sitting there thinking Dak is at best, maybe a little bit better than Darnold right now. Maybe right now, maybe, but Darnold has a future that is sky high and Jamal Adams is the best safety in business. I can't think of anybody else that I think right now is better than Jamal Adams at the safety position that would be the dumbest trade i don't care if we got two first rounders with that deal it would at least make it feel a little better but it would still suck i yeah. would hate it i do not want to give up donald at all and adams is already tough to let go if right. we have to let him go let him go because he's making some waves i understand it the contract stuff before and now he's yeah i, I don't like it i don't like situation that Jamal Adams has put himself in the Jets have put them in themselves in this situation we have some heads budding but I would like to keep Adams if possible so please don't go with this horrible <laughs> rumor from the Cowboys that would be the worst possible thing for the New York Jets right now okay well I heard a different rumor with the Cowboys <laughs> yeah. and obviously as an Eagles fan first and foremost <laughs> I don't want Jamal Adams to go to the Cowboys. Yes, you don't. No. And we have had the discussions about all the different safeties on the Jets. Marcus May, Ashton Davis. We don't know how they're going to incorporate them all. Obviously, the trade rumors have been there with Adams before now. And if they have to trade him, the rumor that I heard for the Cowboys wouldn't actually be that upsetting to me, in an overall setting for the Jets, and it would have been to the Cowboys, Jamal Adams to the Cowboys, and I don't remember what, if it was like a second or third, I think it was a third-round pick, but then they were also getting Michael Gallup in return just for Jamal Adams. I was like, well, that's a receiver that I have some hope in, 
Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I guess that's, that's not a horrible guy to have on your team. I, I, I still, I, I value Jamal Adams at a very high value. Like I said, I think he's the best safety in the business sure. right now. So I would have to say, I'd be okay with that because I mean, it's better than the other rumor. The other rumor was yes. absolutely asinine that nobody wants that, but I, I would just, I would be cautioned. I mean, we'll give a guy that has supreme talent. I would want a little more than that. I'm sure we'd probably get more than that, but I guess if we had to, we have to, but that's, it's tough for me. I really want Jamal Adams to, to, we've got to figure something out. To me, we have to keep this guy. To have a good defense means our offense is better. And if our defense is just average, I, it, our offense isn't going to be any better. So I want our offense to improve with the defense being as good as – I mean, I say it how many times on the show. When we had Sanchez, we went to back-to-back championships. Let's make a defense good. I'm not saying it has to be as good as that defense was because that was an extremely good defense. But – I just want to make sure our defense doesn't just fall below above average. I want to be better than that. So that's why I want to say I want to keep Jamal Adams. And if that's possible, if it's not possible and all our heads are buttoning in all sorts of directions, then yeah, we have to trade him and what we get out of it should be at least pretty decent. And if, right. if it's that one, okay, I can, I'd be okay with it. And I, I, one more thing before we move yeah. on, I do have to say that all these trade rumors have come uh, after contract negotiations have stalled and from everything that i saw it wasn't like you know jamal adams is fed up and these are contract negotiations going nowhere you might as well just trade me i have not heard that at all it just was contracts negotiations have stalled and everybody's like well that must mean he's uh, he's out of here and i just don't think that's the case i guess i should stress that the biggest rumor of all right now is that the Jets are saying we absolutely don't want to trade them. So <laughs> that's probably the headline we should be talking about, yeah, but everybody's right. talking about these crazy trades and whatnot. So I wanted to bring that up. Yeah. So don't get misled. It's likely that we still have something in, in plan for Jamal Adams. I just, I, I'm worried that it won't happen. I'm let's just move on and hope <laughs> that we don't have okay. to deal with it. Moving but, on. <laughs> yes. Moving on to the actually main part of the show where I thought it'd be kind of fun to, uh, go through each position in the in the NFL where you got your quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, linebackers, all the players and all the positions that the Jets have ever had. And I want to just say what's the best player at each position throughout the years. And then maybe we can tie it into, you know, the the uh, the the players we have now. Uh, what's the best starting lineup we could have had? You know, if we would use all of our best players, I and mean, we can start it out with the quarterback position, which I think is probably the easiest one for me. Well, yeah, there's some other easy ones for me, but this one I think you have to go with Joe Namath. I know you might want to <laughs> go in a different direction because you you voted on that one <laughs> right. a couple weeks back, and you said Darnold, which I well, I understand. I said what if. If Darnold wins one championship, then he will be considered by most people nowadays to be the best. Yeah. I, I, I can't not agree with that, but right now to me, it's Joe Namath. He's been the best. He won us the Super Bowl. I think if we had him as a quarterback with all these other players that we're going to mention, it would be an extremely amazing thing. And I don't think too many people are going to argue oh, no. with me on this. 
And he passed for more yards than most quarterbacks did in his era anyway. So if you gave him yeah, real yeah. weapons, he probably would have been putting up 5,000 yards a season in a shortened <laughs> season. In, a, in the way the uh, the NFL has progressed and moved in a different direction, I would have to believe he would actually move in that direction as well. And I think he would be fantastic in this day and age. But let's move on because that one was kind of easy. Yeah. This one might be a little easy too, but running backs. I mean, you got, obviously you got Curtis Martin, you got Freeman McNeil, you got people like Thomas Jones or Sean Green or LaDainian Tomlinson maybe, or Le'Veon Bell, or <laughs> this one, I had high, 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 high hopes for this guy. And it's not like you didn't perform, but Lamont Jordan, uh, uh, yeah. back in the day, I really had some high hopes for this guy, but obviously I'm not going to pick him as the best running back the Jets have ever You're going had, with Blair Thomas. Uh, what's that? You're going with Blair Thomas. Blair Thomas. <laughs> of course I'm going with Blair Thomas. No, but Lamont Jordan, out of all the guys that had 1,000 yards rushing for the New York Jets, he had the highest yards per rush at 4.9 yards every time he ran the ball, which is pretty cool. I think I, that's, that's why I liked him, and that's why I thought this could be big for us. Never worked out, but... Nope. If we're going to pick the best one or maybe two guys in this scenario, I would have to go with Curtis Martin. Now, that's the no-brainer, and Freeman McNeil is pretty much a no-brainer as well. I mean, them two guys had the most yardage on the ground for us. Curtis Martin is a Hall of Famer. All these things about these two players are absolute 100%. Got to be the guys that you go with here. I, if I had to choose, I'd go with Curtis as my number one, but uh, all the I I like Le'Veon, no doubt. But I mean, he hasn't really done much with us yet. I mean, I want to see what he has this year. Maybe I can put him in that conversation if he gives us a couple more years. But I I don't think he could pass up Curtis Martin unless Le'Veon really, really, really went nuts. I I loved having Tomlinson too back in the day. That that was a good couple years out of him anyway. But Le'Veon Bell needs to do a lot for me to get him on this list to be actually the best, like to, to consider he's not in the consideration right now, but I really would like to see him get to that point. Now I agree. Curtis Martin is probably the best on this list, but there was a name that you didn't mention in your list that now, because uh, somebody had replied to one of our tweets the other day and the tweet was a gif of Matt Forte in a Jets jersey, though he was referring to Matt Forte as a Bears player when I asked the fantasy football question of who your heroes were uh, during mm. fantasy playoffs. But Matt Forte, I mean, he had a decent run with the Jets. It just he'll never yeah. be considered that good. I mean, the reason I didn't put him on the list is, well, one, his run was okay, but two, I completely forgot about Matt Forte. <laughs> I, I, that's just somebody that I'm just like, our years with him, we weren't good. And I just didn't like it. I, I just It's completely forgettable. I washed him out of my memory. I know that he was on the team and you brought his name up. But, yeah, I didn't put him on the list. There's a reason for that. He was never going to be the guy I chose anyway. Right. So, so be it. All right. uh, let's move on to the wide receiver position. This one, again, I'm going to pick at least two players here. Because you have to. I mean, you got yeah, of course. you got people. You got people like Don Maynard. You got Wesley Walker. You got Wayne Corbett, Al Toon, Lavernius Coles, and you have to go with Keyshawn Johnson in there as well. I like Jericho Kasri, so I'm just going to throw him in there. Uh, he was one of my favorite guys back in the day. But um, 
if I had to pick two guys, number one would be Don Maynard. They look back at what he did. Oh, sure. Way back then, I mean, the guy was insane. He was really good, especially back then when they're not passing the ball all that much. Um, I, I'd consider Keyshawn here. I would consider Altoon for sure. I mean, he's probably the next guy I would consider, but I have to. I have to go with Wayne Corbett. The of guy <laughs> is my hero. We just talked about heroes uh, and stuff for uh, for Fantasy Fuel and if I'm thinking of a, a hero that I actually just looked up to all the time, it was Wayne Corbett. I love, love watching him play. The, the plays that he made on that team where he just took shots and still held on to that ball, ah, th- that type of receiver is the best. I love seeing that type of stuff. And it didn't seem like he ever got real concussions or anything like that. Yeah, well, he was pretty, we don't pretty, know in those years. <laughs> yeah. But he was pretty durable. He played like every single game. Even when he was injured, he played them games. I loved Wayne Corbett. I'm gushing over him because I just, I watched him play. I didn't get to watch Don Maynard play. Right. I'm not old enough for that. Unfortunately, I would love to have watched all that. And I would love to have watched us win a Super Bowl back then as well. But we didn't, i just not old enough for that. But Wayne Corbett, I absolutely love watching him play. Altoon has to be considered as well, though. I can understand why you might want to put him over Wayne Corbett as well. And I could even understand some people with Keyshawn Johnson because he gave it a few years. But when it comes down to what they've done for us for the, our, their entire career, Wayne Corbett stuck around his whole career, and I absolutely love that. Yeah, I as a football fan, if you don't like yes. Wayne Krabat, I don't like you. I, there's something about him. I mean, he was like kind of like the Julian Edelman of his era where he was just mm-hmm. tough, gritty, would you know make those tough catches and be the reliable guy. I, know I hate comparing to anybody, the New England Patriots, but that's, no, no, who, I, right, that's who I think about like, oh, if – Julian Edelman were in that era, he would have been Wayne Krebet. And if Wayne Krebet were playing now, that's that's who you would come to mind. Now, yeah. me personally, my favorite Jets wide receiver ever because mm-hmm. of a certain game that we were watching at work together and still boggles <laughs> my mind, my favorite play of all time because it came against the Eagles was Brandon Marshall and his backwards mm. lateral for no apparent reason <laughs> at the end of a half. Like, what is going on here? But that is my favorite Jets wide receiver ever is Brandon Marshall. <laughs> all right. Well, that's ridiculous. I'm just going to – no, we got to talk about that for a second. Hold on a second. That lateral was so stupid <laughs> i'm sitting there what are you doing what are you doing that was the year i believe we, one game we would we lose that game yeah we yeah. lost that game if we would have won that game we make the playoffs you Do were we playing to win at the end of the season if yeah. it was winning you're in and you lost but if oh. you would have won the eagles game that wouldn't have mattered <laughs> i don't think brandon marshall was the entire reason we lost no of course the not but that was one of the funniest, at least, situations with us because you're more of an Eagles fan than you are anything else. So uh, that was really fun. I loved watching it. But uh, let's move on to the tight end position <laughs> okay. and, and see who our best tight ends have been for the New York Jets. And this one, you have to go back a ways because we yeah. haven't had good tight ends in quite some time. So let's go back back to the 80s where we had somebody called, you know, I'm just going to go one by one here. Mickey Schuler was drafted okay. by the New York Jets. 
in the third round in 1978. He was the 61st pick overall. Um, he was a backup tight end up until mid 80s, I think it was 1984, when they actually took the team and made something of the tight end position more than what we maybe had already because he averaged 65 receptions per season. That's just on average. So there's some seasons where it's better than that and some that are a little worse. And he had uh, 3,575 yards to go along with 25 touchdowns. Schuler was selected to the Pro Bowl two times hey. back in, in 1986 and 1988. He is the seventh. He is seventh on the Jets all-time receiving list with 5,100 yards. I mean, when you're talking about wide receivers, you wouldn't expect a tight end, especially from the Jets, to right. be in the top 10, let alone the seventh uh, overall guy right there. So I, I, I really like Schuler there. I want to talk about another guy here as well. The next guy I want to talk about is somebody who was in the 70s before Schuler, and that would have been Jerome Barkham. He was drafted by the New York Jets in the ninth overall pick. Ninth overall pick. Now, that's pretty crazy if you really yeah. think about it, but 1972 draft, and he stayed on the Jets his entire career, so I really like that as well. And his career pretty much ended in 1983 when Schuler kind of took over, but Barkham did have a good little career there and he had 44 receptions, 810 yards and six touchdowns. And he was selected go to one pro bowl as well. So, and I suppose you could also, uh, some of you are probably going to throw some of these guys in there like rich, rich caster. I know he had a pretty couple of years there with, um, if any of you, I know it's going to happen. So I'm just going to say this right now. Some of you are saying, what about Dustin Keller? Uh, he yeah. should be considered to be a part of this conversation. No, 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 no. That's going to be pretty, pretty hard. No, for me, I, to me, it's gotta be Mickey Schuler. I think that's probably the most obvious one to go with as well, but Dustin Keller. No, I'm sorry. If you're saying that, you're just going off of what you saw and not researching what you could have saw if you were still alive. So I am going with Mickey Shula there. I can't believe you don't have Austin Safarian Jenkins on that list. <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah, unreal. That definitely was the guy. I, I had pretty decent hopes for him when the Jets got him. I was like, oh, maybe there's some kind of a bounce back here. He, he, he's got the talent. That didn't work out, did it? That was... That was not good. We will always remember ASJ for his mm -hmm. fumble forward through the end zone that <sighs> gave the Patriots a touchback. That was not a fumble. <laughs> I, how many times? It, it, I There's a Patriots fan I have to deal with at work. Yes. When I talk about that play all the time, he's like, that was a fumble. That was clear fumble. Dude, <laughs> it never touched the ground. That's the I hate the rule in itself and the way that that whole one was projected. Yeah. It had to be the worst call I've seen. And even if it follows the rules, it was garbage. Anyway, I got one more for you. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I got one more for you. What was taken in the draft as a tight end should have been Warren Sapp, but instead mm. ended up as Kyle Brady. And yeah, that yeah. was just, I mean, I will always forever link those two together. What yeah. the Jets could have had another dominating Hall of Fame defensive player. <laughs> they take another first round tight end and he just was not worth it. And no, it wasn't worth the first round. No doubt about that. All right. 
You still with me? Yep, I'm still with you. Okay, I thought I lost <laughs> you for a second. Offensive line is where we're going next. And there's a lot of guys we could talk about. I mean, you got Joe Fields, you got Kevin Mawaii, Nick Mangold, obviously. We got Winston Hill, Marvin Powell, you got DeBrickersville Ferguson. Uh, there's a lot. I mean, we could just we could go because there's a lot of really good guys on this list. But for me personally, I can't go with anyone else other than Kevin Mawai. That's just me personally. There's going to be a lot of Nick Mangle people. There's going to be a lot of Joe Fields people. But Kevin Mawai, I sat back as a person that was who was younger, you know, a teenager, whatever it was, and I'm watching this guy play. I didn't know a whole lot of players on the Jets team back then. I knew Testaverde. I knew Curtis Martin. I knew... Kevin Mawai. Them are the three guys right. that if you talk to me about a certain era of year, a certain era of Jets, that's the three guys I'm going to say, yes, Kevin Mawai is one of them guys. Absolutely. He's in the Hall of Fame. I love I love the guy. It's just he leaves some real nostalgia for me, and I absolutely have to have him as my best offensive lineman in New York Jets of all time. Yeah, they definitely can't argue with that. The My favorite guy is probably one of the first offensive linemen that I remember being drafted and everybody was like oh this guy is going to be so amazing not that there hadn't been amazing guys up to that point but this is my first memory of watching an NFL draft and seeing people gush over an offensive lineman <laughs> and that was DeBrickshaw Ferguson yeah I was yeah. like this guy looks like he's going to just bowl over everybody and never let a sack ever happen now obviously that's unrealistic but that was my favorite just based on uh, being around and watching drafts over the years that was the first guy that I thought wow they got one of the best offensive linemen ever possibly yeah wasn't quite yeah, that good, but he was still pretty good. He was still pretty good. That's why I had to kind of mention his name in here, but I wasn't going to be, I wasn't going to pick him. You know, yeah. I, if it would have been anybody, it would have probably been Nick Mangold over to Brickshaw Ferguson. Sure. But Kevin Mawai has to take the cake from me. Okay. All right, let's move on to defense where we can go to the safety position where we've had some pretty good safeties throughout our years. Eric Millen, Victor Green, Daryl Ray, Brian Washington, uh, Ron Landry, and I'm going to throw in Jamal Adams as well. Like, I've been gushing over the guy uh, the, the last couple of minutes. I mean, if you listen to me, I love Jamal Adams. And it's hard to go against Jamal Adams. But I think, for me, Victor Green, in my eyes, is the guy I have to go with. I mean, the, the plays he made on the field – were just amazing. And the, what he did for the New York Jets back then was just outstanding. I love watching the highlights of him. And uh, Jamal Adams is going to – I heavily consider the guy as well. McMillan, somebody else I can consider as well. But I think I just have to go with Victor Green. And maybe I can just go with both Victor Green and Jamal Adams because I like both of them. But if Jamal stays with the Jets, that's going to make my decision a lot more difficult. Yeah, I don't have any qualms with either of those guys. I do think Jamal Adams probably has the most talent and athletic ability out of any of those guys. So, like you say, if he sticks around and he yep, keeps yep. making plays like he has the last few years, there's no doubt in my mind that he will go down as the best, best New York Jets safety ever. Yeah, there's a very, very possibility of that. I uh, Let's hope so. I really yes, do. I exactly. want to be that guy to be say, let's make him the best safety of all time. But right now, I don't know if I can do that. Not yet. But what I, 
But what I can do is I can clearly tell you who is the best cornerback is. This one is probably the easiest one for me, and that is uh, Darrell Revis. I mean, there's I can list a few other guys here. We got Camardi as well. We got Aaron Glenn, uh, Bobby Jackson. But, again, like I said, it's Revis. And if I had to pick a combo, it would be Revis and Camardi because, let's face it, that defense we had back then was insane. That, to me, it's the best defense the Jets have ever had. And – that's why we made it not only to the playoffs, but to the championship game back-to-back years. Revis, the best cornerback that Jets have ever had. He might be one of the best of all time. And if I, I, I just, I don't know, but the way he was when that was Revis Island, nobody, nobody was catching more than one catch off of the guy. He was insane. Really, really good. Not probably not great for fantasy because no, they stopped not even they avoided him. But <laughs> for the New York Jets, absolutely the guy was insane. And Cromartie on the other side, and it's not like Cromartie was great, but he he made it good enough to where they had to go Revis's way sometimes, and it always worked out in our favor. And I loved having both of them on the team. But I'm not gonna. I guess I'm not gonna go with Cromartie. I'm just gonna say flat out Revis. He's the guy. Well, yeah, of course, Daryl Revis is always going to be looked at as the one of the best cornerbacks of all time, not just New York Jets cornerbacks, yeah. but cornerbacks yeah. of all time. And Cro- Antonio Cromartie complimented Darrell Revis perfectly because yeah, they're yeah. not throwing on Revis Island, so they are throwing the other way, which means Cromartie can take chances and Antonio yeah. Cromartie was as good at intercepting the ball as he was at making babies. Uh, this guy <laughs> has like 52 kids somewhere out in the universe. Um, but yeah, the, they complimented each other amazingly and it was so fun to watch because you knew if they were going Cromartie's way, it could have been a huge play for the offense or a huge play mm-hmm. for the defense. It was never usually just a, uh, okay. It was like, oh, oh, hey, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. and you knew something exciting was going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. That's what made that team so fun to watch. It wasn't Sanchez. It yeah. was our defense. That was insane, and I loved it. And maybe we'll get back to a defense like that at some point. I don't know. That defense to me was hands down not just the best that year for the entire NFL, but it might be in the top ten as far as all-time defenses to uh, to play, to ever play throughout all of history. And I just – I wish we could get back to a defense like that. And unfortunately, I don't think we're actually going to get there. But um, let's move on to the linebackers where there's a ton. ton. I'm looking at linebackers (laughs) and I'm just like, holy cow, we had a lot of good linebackers. We had... Mo Lewis, Bart Scott, Marvin Jones, Jonathan Vilma, even they got yes. Kyle Clifton, Al Atkinson, David Harris. I mean, I could continue for on forever yes. and ever. There's a ton of guys we could choose from. Um, but I, I, I could argue that it's, it's gotta be, it's to me, Mo Lewis, the guy was the best. He was the best. He had 52 and a half sacks, which is fourth on the, most on the team in the history of the team that's by a linebacker so that's the most by any linebacker on the team lewis forced 26 fumbles in his career which is the most in team history while he 
while his 13 fumble recoveries are second most by a linebacker. So the guy's been great. He was amazing. He went to three Pro Bowls. He was an all-around player, just Altogether, there's no comparison to Mo Lewis. He did it all. Everything he did, he did it. And I'd love to see somebody like C.J. Mosley do something like that because he's got a lot of the same traits that Mo Lewis has, but we didn't get to see C.J. Mosley all that much last year. So I would love to see what C.J. Mosley can do, how he's going to impact this team this year. Let's see what happens, and maybe maybe we can consider Mosley on this list uh, the next time we do something like this because Mosley is a really talented linebacker. But I just I want to make sure before I put him anywhere close to the best defensive uh, linebackers for the New York Jets. I want to make sure before we actually get there because he's no doubt talented. We've seen him all all over the field in other areas and other teams. But Mosley 100 percent needs to step it up this year. And I expect him to. I really do. I think this is going to be a good for the Jets. But Mo Lewis, the best we've ever had. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you know, but I have loved CJ Mosley for a long time, even as a rookie. And this right. is purely from fantasy football standpoint in IDP. If you're playing individual defensive players, I've mm-hmm. had CJ Mosley on a team somewhere, somehow every single year he has ever been in the league. I've loved the way his play style is, but again, he's not going to be one of the best jets ever unless he right. Right. gets healthy, gets back on the field and shows a lot more. That being said, I am not arguing with you about Mo Lewis, but I will tell you who my favorite Jets linebacker is. And this this player actually got me watching the Jets initially. Um, (laughs) And this was a long time ago, but I am a huge Florida State Seminole fan. And when Marvin Jones came out, I was like, please, this guy is so good. He's like, he's not going to stick out in any one area of football, but he is so good at everything that he was was just like, you could count on him. He was more of a coverage linebacker. He had a lot of pass deflection in his career. He had a few interceptions and he had a few sacks, but he was never going to do all of it all the time. And looking at his stats, like he did not play a full season for the first four years in the league. But then after that, never missed a game. So when he finally came into his own as a New York Jets linebacker in his fifth year in the league, he (laughs) was on the field all the time. In that first year that he played a full season, he had the most sacks. He had three sacks that year, two forced fumbles, a fumble recovery, four pass deflections. So to me, he's my favorite Jet linebacker of all time just because he came from Florida State, who I was watching every year back in the Charlie Ward days, right after (laughs) Deion Sanders had left and all that good stuff there. So I was already watching him, and I saw just how good Marvin Jones could be, and uh, he ended up being a pretty darn good linebacker for the Jets. Yep, absolutely. That's why I had to put him on the list, uh, but he was just never going to be that guy. I wasn't going to put him over Mo Lewis. I mean, Mo Lewis to me, it's it's almost too clear. It's, It's it's another one that's just kind of easy. Like, I feel like the Jets got a lot of easy, like, okay, it's obviously this guy. Like, right. we have a lot of that. But uh, let's move on to the last and final part, the defensive lineman. Now, I'm not going to go with – I'm not going to separate the defensive line with, yeah. you know, defensive tackles, defensive ends, all that stuff. I'm just going to flat out just put it all together because – 
the stats are stats and it's kind of hard to say what's what when it comes to the inside or the outside defense alignment. But you got people like Mark Gastineau, you got Muhammad Wilkerson, you got Sheldon Richardson, Sean Ellis, if you remember him, oh, Marty, yeah. Marty Lyons, and uh, even somebody like Hugh Douglas. I was a big, huge Hugh Douglas fan back in the day. But uh, I love, you know, Wilkerson and Richardson for what they've done for the Jets in recent history and all that. And it was fantastic. I love both of them. And, but the defensive line, there's just no doubt, no doubt in my mind, it's Mark Gastineau. The guy is clearly the guy here. He's the all-time sack leader for the Jets with 107 and a half sacks in his career. Uh, there's just nobody that even comes close right now in my mind. It, Mark Gastineau, I think he battled with cancer with either himself or his wife. I don't even remember clearly, but the guy he's he's a battler off the field right now even when he was on the field the guy was insane i loved seeing all the highlights of gastineau and everything because i wasn't really there <laughs> right when when he was playing but um gastineau to me he's the best defensive lineman you just look at the stats you look at the highlights everything about the guy was really 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 good and uh, flat out, if we had him on the field right now with Wilkerson or Richardson or even Sean, I mean, it would be an insane defense. I would love to see all of these types of players to play against maybe all of the Patriots' best players. And I think we might have a chance. I mean, Tom Brady, yes, he was fantastic. But that's really the the reason they won so many games was Tom Brady. Right. They didn't have a whole bunch of other fantastic guys. Now, if you can, if you can take Curtis Martin – from both of them, all right, whatever. You can wash it at that point. But I I think we have we stand up pretty tall with a lot of the teams if we take up their best players. I think we could do that as well, and we'd, we'd win a few games. Yeah. Um, I can't argue with Mark Asano. He was definitely dominant uh, during his era. The guy that sticks out to me, and this is weird for me to even say uh, mm-hmm. because – Hugh Douglas spent most of his career in Philadelphia, which is why I like him. But every mm-hmm. time I hear his name, I see the Jets logo on his helmet first when I picture him. I don't know why that is, but he it started off because it was it just that's who he is. Yeah, he's a Jet. I mean, yeah, he spent a lot of time in Philly, but he's a Jet. That's just who he is. He's Hugh Douglas, the Jet, and I loved him. That's why I included him on my list because. Like you said, he's not worthy of being the best defensive lineman, but he is definitely worthy of mentioning because I absolutely love the guy. But um, unless you got something else, that's going to do it for the Back Row Jets show. I remember to you know check us out at Fantasy Fuel if you're into fantasy football. Also check out the Back Row Fantasy Show because they do a really good job as well. Um, as as well as if you want to listen to the Patriots, see what they're doing. We got the Back Row. Patriots show. We got the back row Steelers show, the back row Raiders show, the back row Packers show. I could ramble on for a long time saying all the back row shows that we have, but please go out and check them out. You know, see what the other teams are talking about. Um, and maybe you're just doing that with the Jets show. I thank you and appreciate for listening to us. And don't get any ideas and tell everybody else what we're doing because, you know, we don't want, you know, the Steelers or the Patriots to figure out the Jets plans through the back row Jets show. But yeah, I, I appreciate you listening. And I, th- I think that's going to do it for us today. Yep. Uh, just don't forget to check us out uh, for Fantasy Football Wise at Fantasy Fuel on Twitter and at Back Row Jets 
on Twitter mm-hmm. if you would like mm-hmm. to see. Uh, there's polls up all the time. Jet, Tom's doing stuff for Jets polls. It's always fun to see the results on those. But, yeah, check <laughs> us out there and fantasyfuelpodcast.com. If you're into that, we'll have rankings and stuff very soon. Uh, but other than that, I guess the only thing left is...